Good morning. Uh, during a couple Sundays in, during the summer, Zion is going to host uh, some uh, food events. Uh, some food trucks will be coming. And so there's some information in your back of your bulletin about the first one, which is going to be following our second service uh, next week. So this gives everyone a chance to stay, have a meal, and visit with one another uh, following worship. So again, that's after our second service, and there's more info in the back. Um, today we're going to have our confirmation questioning and reception downstairs during our adult Bible study hour. So I encourage anyone who's able to stay to come and encourage our confirmands during that. Uh, there'll be some uh, light refreshments down there as well. Uh, because I need to get down there sooner than later, we're going to forego any greeting line today uh, following this uh, morning's worship service. The Old Testament reading for this, the day of Pentecost, is from the 11th chapter of Genesis. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing they, they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the second chapter of Acts. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered. Because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia. Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, 
What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me, does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember Adam and Eve? There's a lot you could say about Adam and Eve. But I would like to talk about one thing. How forgetful they were. Their forgetfulness was not something simple like, where did I leave my car keys? No, Adam and Eve were forgetful about something so much greater. They forgot that God was their very life. God told them, the day you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. But they forgot. As the serpent tempted them to become just like a God, they forgot there was only one God. They forgot the one who created them is the only God in all of creation. They forgot they were created people. 
And God alone is God. Adam and Eve forgot so much. And they forgot so quickly. Today, the forgetfulness of Adam and Eve lives on. It lives on in us. It lives on as we also forget who God is sometimes. When we place our will over God's will. And whenever we do this, we forget God is God. When we allow ourselves to live in sins of slandering our neighbors openly, we forget there's going to be a punishment for sin one day. When we allow the longings of our own sinful nature in sexual sins, we forget. The scriptures say the sexually immoral will not be allowed in heaven. When we try out Adam and Eve's sin of watering down God's word or even changing God's word, we forget there is a punishment for changing God's word, Revelation says, and it will not be a pleasant one. Whenever we follow our first parents by forgetting who God is and forgetting who we are, we always end up in Bad places in this life. Today at our 1030 service, we have a confirmation. Six confirmants. Christian, Claire, John, Kate, Lizzie, and Declan will all be confirmed into the faith. And they will confess several things today. They will be asked... Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? And they will say, I do, by the grace of God. That's how they will answer. And I hope they do what they promised to do. I hope they come to worship every Sunday. And I hope they long to have the Lord's Supper. What if they forget? What if they forget to come and hear God's word? And I don't mean like forget to set their alarm clock or forget that we worship on Sunday. I don't think you can forget that. No, I mean a far more insidious forgetfulness. What if they forget that God's word matters in their lives? What if they forget the importance of gathering as Christians every week to be around the saints, the same people they will be around with for all eternity? What if they forget? I hope they don't forget. I really pray they don't forget. But Adam and Eve forgot, and so could our new confirmants. But I pray that doesn't happen. And today our confirmants will be asked another question. The same question every single one of you were asked years ago. They will be asked, Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? And they will say the same thing all of us said years ago. I do. 
by the grace of God. And how wonderful that is to be willing to suffer all, even death if need be, rather than fall away from the faith. After all, one day when we are on our deathbed, what else is going to matter in this life other than Christ and his church and eternal life? Nothing else will matter. So that's why we pledge to be faithful. And our confirmants pledge to be faithful, even to death. But what if we forget to be faithful? What if our confirmants forget to be faithful? Sadly, they would not be the first. and Sadly, they would not be the last. Because when push comes to shove, it can be easy to forget Christ and his church. When other things in your life start to take greater priority for you, sadly, Christ and the church can be pushed to the side, forgotten. When there is pressure to look more like this world, to act more like this world, to think the same way that this world thinks, it might be very appealing to forget Christ and his church. When suffering happens for being a Christian, when what you believe about Christ and the scriptures could actually jeopardize your job or your friendships or even flesh and blood family, well, that's a hard one. In those moments, it may be tempting to forget Christ and what we are going to hear pledged later today by our confirmants. Today is Pentecost. And today is also Confirmation Sunday. We do confirmation on Pentecost for a very specific reason. Today our confirmants are going to make pledges that they cannot fulfill. Not by themselves. Because by themselves, they will forget. Just as all of us have forgotten at some point. By yourself, and in and of yourselves, you cannot believe in Jesus Christ on your own. As the Catechism says, you cannot remain faithful to death. Not on your own. God knows that on your own, you're completely unable to be faithful in coming to church and even longing for the Lord's Supper. On your own, you cannot do this. Yet we still make that pledge to do this, to be faithful to the church and to receive the supper. But why? When we're just going to forget. We pledge to remain steadfast in the confession of the church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away. But why do we say this? When left to ourselves, we're just going to forget. We say this, though, because you are not alone. As our confirmands make these confessions today, they are not alone. None of us are. Because today and every day, you make these confessions by the work of the Holy Spirit in you. 
And you always will. Today in our gospel reading, Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure. And their future looked impossible to live on their own. Because how could they be faithful? On their own, they would forget. And they knew that. How could they be faithful even to death? Their strength would waver. They would forget to be strong. It was inevitable. It was going to happen. So Jesus said to his disciples, the same thing Jesus is saying to all of you. And the same thing he's saying to our confirmants later today. He said this. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. We will forget. But the Holy Spirit will remember. We will forget who God is and who we are in relation to God. It will happen. But the Holy Spirit will remember. And as Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. We are terribly forgetful people. Not just where we put the car keys or to set our alarms. We forget who God is. We forget who we are in relation to God. But the Holy Spirit remembers. And the Holy Spirit's main job in all of creation is to have you remember. To remember that our sins were so bad. That they cost the life of a perfect person. The sacrifice of a perfect man. And that perfect person was the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. Remember that. And never forget what our sins cost. What the fall into sin cost. Cost the death of the Son of God himself. The Holy Spirit remembers. That is the very nature of what the Spirit does. And what he has you remember is that on the third day, Jesus did not stay dead. Jesus has risen from the dead. He is alive and will never die again. The Spirit has you remember this. And the Holy Spirit has you remember that Jesus' resurrection from the dead is your guarantee of a resurrection from the dead as well. Never forget it. Remember it. And the Holy Spirit has you remember that Jesus will come back again one day. Never forget it. Remember it. The Holy Spirit has you remember when Jesus returns, there will be a final judgment. A separation of the believers from the unbelievers. And thanks to Christ, the Holy Spirit has you remember that you will be welcomed into eternal life on that day. Not because of your own works but purely because of the work of Jesus Christ. Never forget that. Remember it. That's why confirmation is on Pentecost. 
The Holy Spirit has us remember. Remember everything Jesus has done for us. And I hope our confirmands never forget. I hope you never forget. But always remember what Jesus has done for all of you. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.